little nerds and nerdettes. Junior ambassadors, boys and girls of all ages. We're nerds and uh, we're pretty proud of it. You're entering the Nerd United Nations podcast. Never apologize for being nerdy. All things geek are up for grabs. Because unnerdy people never apologize for being assholes. Now, here's your ambassadors, Melissa Nicholson and Jared Boots. Hello, junior ambassadors, nerds and nerdettes of all ages, and welcome to the monumental 50th episode of the Nerd United Nations podcast. I, of course, am your host of the Midwest United States, Jared Boots. And tonight, we are wrapping up Mental Health Awareness Month by talking about something that's been very requested. We're going to talk about the Justice League. And we're going to tie it into mental health, thanks to the brains of my beautiful podcast host from the Great White North of Canada. Melissa, you just out for a pod, bud. <laughs> yep. <laughs> can confirm so how are you doing today i'm doing very well and also a bit mind blown that we're at our 50th episode it really doesn't feel like it but i guess time flies when you're having a good nerd chat so well they all haven't all been winners but time has flown because uh believe it or not next month in june it will be two years that we've been doing this Wow. Two years, 12 listeners later, here we are. <laughs> I made somebody cry already. Uh-oh. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh, Melissa, we are, we are not alone. Uh, we have, I hear the pitter-pattering of uh, new guests. So tonight, we're not joined by one, not two, but three, yes, count them, three guests, because... When Zack Snyder's Justice League came out, we were asked by three people if we we're going to do something associated with Justice League. So, with when Melissa suggested this episode idea, I suggested that we have these three people on. So, may I introduce Victoria Syriac, Thompson, and returning guest Philip Barker? Everybody, welcome to the Nerd Out Nations podcast. Woo-hoo. Rejoice! Thanks. Thanks for having us. Glad to be back. Well, Thank you for the invite, guys. Always, man. So I'm I'm your death stroke, Philip. What was Melissa to you? That was a tough one because Melissa had chapter three and part three was Beloved Mother by the Beloved Son, and that was predominantly about Cyborg and Flash. I think we, we landed on Flash so, somewhere in that ballpark. But Melissa's a Wonder Woman in her own right. So there you go. There you go. Getting brownie points already. So, uh, <laughs> Victoria, why yeah. don't you introduce yourselves to our listeners? So, my name's Victoria. I've never really done a podcast unless you count sending in a clip before. So, I'm very new to this. Um, I would say I'm probably a professional podcast listener because I am fortunate enough to work from home and I get to listen to podcasts most of my nine-hour day. So I'm a crazy cat lady. I have three inside. 
I don't know how many outside we feed all the strays that we can find and one dog. <laughs> and uh, she is host of the podcast. I'm going to will into existence. <laughs> the mommy and me, Harry Potter podcast, which is what the podcast of wizardry and witchcraft. We're going with witchcraft and witchcraft and wizardry. So I have a 12 year old who is way cooler than I am. And she's a lot of fun. So we are worth, I think it's going to happen. It, it might be a little bit. We, we're in the early planning stages, but you did. It was a great idea. And I think, I think we'd have a lot of fun with it. See, kids, peer pressure does work. Yes, it does. <laughs> I'll definitely be listening to that because I love anything and everything Harry Potter. So I'm a listener already. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. Jared's got to work on that. He's only on what book two? Book three. Thank book you very three? much, slacker. <laughs> <laughs> what Sorry, right. Jared. I know. I look. Uh, I'm kind of a Harry Potter nerd myself. I've read all the books. I've seen all the movies. Um, I think my favorites probably go to both book four and movie four, and then after that, the movies just kind of go downhill. Yeah. But, yeah. But, after that goblet of fire i think is the one you're talking about and that is also my favorite it's kind of the most common favorite oh is it the most common one i i don't mm -hmm. really pay attention to much other harry potter fans no, no offense just you know that's all right that's all right when, when i was growing up you know you kind of surf message boards for things you like and a lot of the harry potter boards i read just weren't fun Mm. It just did not seem like a lot of fun, yeah. <laughs> as opposed to something like, you know, Star Wars or Batman or Pokemon or just a lot of other nerdy stuff that I, I happen to be into. But yeah, like a lot of the Harry Potter ones, it just didn't seem like too much fun. It was just a lot of here would be one paragraph of fan fiction and then there would be a ton of comments just ripping it apart like J.K. Rowling would never stand for any of this shit. And it's like, well, nobody <laughs> gives a shit what J.K. Rowling thinks anymore, but... <laughs> Come on. <laughs> no, Harry Potter's cool shit. I love Harry Potter. If you guys do that, you got a listener in me. All right. That sounds good. And for the record, Philip, I have A, I am on book three. <laughs> and <laughs> according, I have seen Goblet of Fire. Best movie of, and, the, of them all. I'm sorry. Yep. Mm -hmm. And I'm a Hufflepuff in training. So. <laughs> that is a great title. I'm a Slytherin. HIT. I'm a Ravenclaw. A Ravenclaw. I'm a Hufflepuff, and my daughter is a Ravenclaw. Nice. I couldn't tell you what I am. I do have a Ravenclaw sweatshirt, though. Oh. I like, I like the color blue. They're <laughs> <laughs> pretty yeah. smart. I'm the snake. Oh. <laughs> You're evil. <laughs> well, Sean, that's about how I was going to bring you in. What house do you belong to? And why don't you, why don't you tell your listeners about us? Or about yourself. Tell your tell our listeners about yourself. God damn, I think I've done this before. It's been 50 fucking episodes. <laughs> tell your listeners uh, about us, please, Sean. <laughs> please, tell your Let's friends. Say. I know we have a lot of the same friends, but tell them about us. <laughs> Yeah, um, well, uh, like I said, I don't know which house I would be in, but like I said, I like I like uh, the colors of Ravenclaw, so, um, but uh, I, I don't, I'm, I'm mostly, 
I mean, I, I don't. I have never read the Harry Potter books, um, but I've watched all the movies. Um, I was kind of. I, I sort of liked them, like third movie in, and then the last one was kind of in for me. But um, Harry Potter, you know, Harry Potter wise, uh, that's where I'm at there. Um, but yeah, I like I like DC, Marvel. I love superhero uh, franchises. Um, uh, also. I uh, love uh, Lord of the Rings. In fact, I'm actually reading Lord of the Rings book to my son right now. Uh, he's two and a half. I've been reading him to him every night when he goes to bed. Um, and he, he loves it. So um, just like you guys, big nerd. You know, like I like all those kind of nerdy things. So, <laughs> And jeez, I don't know how long, how, how long we've known each other, Jared. <laughs> uh, a few years at least. Yeah, that's where our buddy Kevin. <laughs> yeah, yep. and, and and everybody knows Kevin, so I'm sure Philip knows Kevin all the way out in California. Because our <laughs> buddy Kevin, we can't take him anywhere without him knowing somebody. Like he came to a cookout at my mom's house last month. He knew three people there. <laughs> you can't go anywhere with Kevin without him knowing somebody. <laughs> <laughs> And I love all the Harry Potter talk because right now all the listeners are saying, "Hey, this is better when they talk about the weather all the damn time." And they're like, <laughs> "You guys do talk about the weather way too much." We do. But hey, if it snowed where I lived, fuck, I'd be talking about it too. <laughs> yep. And when you when you get to be me and Victoria and Sean's ages, when you get old, you complain about the weather more. <laughs> Yeah, it's true. Weather and, weather and politics become exciting when you're old. Not the politics, just the weather. I was gonna, yeah, she, Victoria's right. What the fuck are you talking about? Politics are not fun. No. What? Well, it's it's fun. It's fun when you're on the outside watching. Like it's fun. It's like Michael the Michael Jackson eating popcorn gif. Looking away, everybody tear each other down. Philip, for those who may not have heard your voice in our show before, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Well, since it just so happens, since you were so kind to ask, thank you again for having me on your show. I'm looking forward to speaking with all you fine people tonight. For anyone who has not heard my show, um, I also am a huge fan of superheroes. I run a superhero podcast. It's called Superhero Stress, and we're about to hit 100 episodes. So, yeah, that's very exciting. So, you know. On that note, congratulations on this being 50. I mean, what hell, hell of a ride. Huh? That's certainly a, a, an accomplishment in the podcasting world. I mean, I've seen podcasts go 30 episodes and, oh, that's it. We're done. Oh, okay. So, yeah, keep it up. Keep up the good work, guys. You do great As long work. as you do, sir. Oh, <laughs> you're trying to call me Superman? I that's, that's a far cry from the truth, but I appreciate that. Hold on. I got to break it. Hold on, I'm breaking up a cat fight right now. He just threw like a, a tape measure ninja star deathstroke style at his cats, and they probably still <laughs> didn't stop fighting. <laughs> oh, they stopped. There maybe I could do that with an eye patch on right now. You know, if Joe Manganiello saw your beard, he'd probably give you a massive thumbs up. <laughs> just saying. That's one thing I got over him. 
Then he goes home and sleeps with Sofia Vergara after a long night of D&D. Well, he's also got a pretty slick mohawk. You don't have that. No, I don't. Not my style. <laughs> Maybe we can call you like Gandalf the Brown since your beard is just so brown and bushy. <laughs> I've also called myself what a young what's it young Hagrid? Like I do a no. Hagrid yeah. origin story. No. <laughs> I'm sorry. No. You you're too short for that. <laughs> How tall are you? I, I don't know. I honestly don't He's know. He's not that short. <laughs> Camera tricks. Yeah, okay. You got me there. Fair point. <laughs> and to be fair, it took three people to make Hagrid, so yeah. Yeah. Well, all that I can compete with is I can eat as much as three people. I wish I could. <laughs> well, Phil, congratulations on a hundred episodes coming up here. You also yeah. do excellent work. I appreciate that. We're getting ready to do 96 which this is actually going to sound really unprofessional i have absolutely no idea what the next episode of my podcast is going to be but i just know we're about five or six episodes away from 100 so we're looking forward to that and i've got some other things that i'm not quite ready to talk about yet but in the near future just uh yeah yeah let's get to talking about this what we came here to talk about today your show we're here for you not me (laughs) we're here for everybody (laughs) but uh melissa what are we talking about tonight well, we're talking about um, basically not really building our own Justice League, but Justice League in the sense of like not so much superheroes, but people around us or supports, um, you know, family, friends, all the things like that. But coming down to it, making picking a villain who represents the things we deal with. So our our struggles, our demons that we deal with, everything, and our task was to pick a villain who we felt best represented that. And obviously that would be the villain that we would be defeating with our Justice League around us. Excellent. And I'm assuming everybody has uh, some sort of symbolism next to their heroes, like what that hero symbolizes to them on how they help fight that villain? Yeah. So, uh, without without further dudes, uh, oh, that's a good transition. Victoria, why don't you kick us off? So, who is your villain, and what's the demon you fight? So, um, my villain that I picked was Barbara Minerva, Cheetah, um, and the personal demon that I went with is not thinking that I'm enough. So, when I was younger, I thought that I wasn't thin enough. I wasn't smart enough. I wasn't pretty enough, kind enough, good enough mom, good enough worker, the whole shallot. Um, That's something that I've worked on the last couple of years. I've discovered self-help, some self-love, definitely grown as a person. But in my younger years, that was something I, I struggled with. So I really thought that, especially from Wonder Woman 1984, like that's a lot of what Barbara Minerva had going on and what she was was dealing with. Um, she was super smart, beautiful, yet she just didn't believe in herself. She didn't have any self-confidence and she just sold herself short and everything. She had in in 1980 or sorry, in Wonder Woman 84, she had degrees in geology, gemology, lithology, and she was a part-time cryptozoologist. So 
very smart, but she didn't believe in that. So I think I kind of misinterpreted what the assignment was. So I thought that we were kind of forming our own Justice League based on actual characters from DC Universe. So maybe I'm going rogue, but that's kind of what I got to work with. If that's cool. Well, yeah. Uh, you're 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 in the right you're in the right path. You you form it with DC characters, but the way I looked at it is I associated those heroes with something I do to fight the demon I'm fighting. Something Make that sense? I do, so yeah, I definitely I like I said I'm a full-time podcast listener. So I when I first got into podcasts, I focused very heavily on self-help. And I think there's, I don't even know how many different ones that I followed. Um, but through that, I feel like I was able to make big strides in finding my confidence, giving myself grace, becoming um, more accepting of who I am. So I think it was kind of through that, really, that that helped me a lot to kind of get through it. I'm still working on it. It's definitely not a done deal. And I think I'll always be working on it. But I think that that is kind of an important, important part of it to always be growing, always be learning, always trying to become a better version of me than I was yesterday, not comparing myself to other people and other situations, I guess. I've had the pleasure to know Victoria now for what the a little over a year, maybe almost two years now. I think a year. Yeah. Yeah, a year. Met her through a tug of war, actually. Um, I've gotten the opportunity to know her very well through then by coaching her and helping her way, and I could definitely vouch that she is a wonderful person. Aw, so I don't you. know where those uh, negative thoughts come from. So I think you're good enough. Well, thank you. I think everyone's their own worst critic, right? Everyone's harder on themselves than the things that the way that I used to talk to myself, I would never in my life say anything that cruel to anyone else. And I don't think I'm alone in that. I think that's definitely maybe some women who are, you know, I think it comes with the the personality type. I don't know if you've ever done the Enneagram, but I'm a type two helper. And I think just with people with my personality type it's it's common and yeah you definitely are a helper i definitely see that um well what heroes did you pick in to be in your justice league to help you fight cheetah so i picked i really wanted four <laughs> i i wanted four so i went with wonder woman of course and I went with Batman, and then I also went with um, Harley Quinn. And uh, my last one, actually, I was trying to figure out, and I decided to go with Raven from the Teen Titans. Ooh, yeah, I do like that. And I also, I love what I love about that choice is that Raven doesn't necessarily think you're good enough, but she's almost trying to really distance herself from a lot of other people to not be like everybody else, which is yeah. nothing bad, nothing to shake your head at. It's actually, I prefer those people that took the line. They don't want to be like everybody else. Mm -hmm. And I love it. Raven struggled to not be like her father also 
plays a huge demon. <laughs> she doesn't want to be a demon like Trigon. She actually, so the comic books, because I did some, I have not read the comic books yet. It is definitely on my list, but I did some quick research. So in the comic books, she actually gets raised in another dimension called, and I have to look for the name. I know it starts with A-Z, um, but she she's raised in another dimension by these Buddhist monks. Azareth, that's, there we go. So, and she is raised to learn to control her powers through learning to control her emotions through meditation. So she is a very like, quiet person that is very, I don't know, has a very strong sense of self-control, which I also have to say meditation is part of my new morning power hour every day. So I can definitely, I think meditation is amazing. Um, for a lot of things. Huh. It's a, it's you also had Wonder Woman. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Barbara doesn't say the chance. What was that? Said Barbara doesn't stand a chance. Yeah. The I had just learning about Raven, man, the powers, the list of powers, because I went through and, and looked at all of her powers, like she is badass. She can do anything. She her list, it's it's ridiculous. So I'm looking forward to getting in and reading more about her and learning more about her. We started watching the um, the live action um, Titans just two days ago because my kid is super cool and she absolutely loves all of this stuff. And she's been a fan of the animated version for a while. So the she had watched Teen Titans Go and now I think in two days she's binged like the whole first two seasons of um, There's only two. So yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Of that. Well, though no, she started on the, the other, the teen Titans, not the go, <laughs> the oh, original oh, one, I right, guess. Right. So I think there's five of that one, but yeah, pretty cool. I'll get there to do list. Nice. Um, what inspired to put Harley, uh, an anti-hero like Harley Quinn on the, <laughs> on the list? The one that like the one that totes both lines. She's a badass broad. She is my favorite person in all of DC. Like she just, she's someone that I would want to hang out with. I want to have margaritas and pet beavers with Harley Quinn. That is on my to-do list because she was so much fun. I think her, her personality kind of blows my mind that she went from being a psychiatrist to going undercover and then falling in love and, totally turning crazy. But I also learned some cool stuff about her origins in the comic books that I hadn't realized that she, when she was a teenager, her first love, his name was, it was Bruce, I think. I wrote this down. Let me see. What's his name? Her first love, she ends up falling in love with, and they, they bond over some crazy morbid stuff. They end up she tells him about this girl that's bullying her and she wishes she was dead. So he goes out and kills her. And then um, he goes to juvie, gets killed in juvie. And that's where the whole beaver comes from is because she wants a memento of the crazy killer boyfriend. So she goes over to his parents' house and steals a taxidermy stuffed beaver. So who knew that there was something behind that beaver? <laughs> okay. Before I open up to anybody else that wants to chime in, I need to warn Victoria that we cannot say pet beavers because this is a fucking family show. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. 
I mean, don't Harley and Poison Ivy have a thing later on? So, you know, she's Wait, not on that. <laughs> you mean to tell me I can't oh. talk about Angry Beavers either? Are you a Dagador? Are you a Dagador Norbert? I'm more of a Rocco's Modern Life guy, but I, I like Angry Beavers. You know, I got a funny story about Rocco's Modern Life that I'll talk to you about after we finish recording. But, <laughs> <laughs> but Daggett, FYI. <laughs> die, stupid thing, die! <laughs> Was Billy West who voiced that character? I could be wrong, but oh man. Just... Uh, no, it wasn't. It's the guy that did Invader Zim, if I'm not mistaken. That's right. Thank you. Yeah. I always get those guys mixed up. Well, Billy West did voice half of our childhood, so. Billy West voices a character not indirectly named after me. Well, Phil J. Fry. Exit. Bingo. <laughs> this is the kind of knowledge I'm going to die alone <laughs> you know what's funny I actually met a guy in college named Yancey Barker <laughs> really you swear to god because my last name is Barker and in Futurama Philip J. Fry has an older brother named Yancey and I, when I met him I was like bullshit your last name's Barker and he pulls out his ID sure enough Yancey Barker I was like well, alright then <laughs> so then at school it was like an always like oh hey what's up dude you got my clover <laughs> nice anybody like else want to chime in she's crazy and i especially like margot robbie in the role that that's that's some really really spectacular casting that's just mm -hmm. david ayer a genius for that that was great great call and birds of prey I love that movie. Matter of fact, that's actually one of the movies we're giving away on the show. But that's a really solid poll. I was actually curious to that myself, why Harley Quinn wound up on your list. And Raven, I'm a huge Teen Titans fan. So really great list. Good job, Victoria. Thank you. Mm. Sean, you're still there, buddy. I am. Sorry, I'm so quiet. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I broke you with the pet and beavers line. Uh, I was I was laughing. I was actually I, I got a cough still, so I had a I put my mic on mute so I could not cough in the mic. <laughs> no problem. And Melissa, what do you think? Uh, I really like your your choices, and um, you know, definitely, um, you know, self growth is always a, an evolving thing. It's, it's never something that, you know, should remain stagnant. It's always something that should just keep going and growing because, you know, there's, there's, there's always learning to do within yourself. And, you know, um, it, it all helps to get to know yourself the best and really get to, you know, maybe not so much get to the point of loving yourself, but also but getting close to it. Because um, I always think that, you know, there, there's always going to be that inner critic, I think. But I think um, it, it kind of, I think it lessens as you kind of, as you get older. And I think um, as you, as you grow and you, and you learn and um, definitely solid choices for your characters. I really love them. So awesome. I have to say for a lot of people, it's about it's more about self-acceptance, I think, than self-love, you know, because 
if you're depends on where you're starting at for some people that is a long trek to travel so absolutely yeah and even going off of piggybacking off what melissa just said about um self-growth is you look at the uh or the personal growth, you take a look at, uh, with Harley Quinn, you take it, uh, how Margot Robbie's rendition of Harley, uh, grew from Suicide Squad into Birds of Prey, grew yeah. to being dependent on the Joker to not needing anybody. Yeah, absolutely. She definitely is kicking that codependency. So I got, there's a new Harley Quinn comic book that I just got the first issue and the second one's about to come out, but she's joining Batman or bats as she calls him. And she's actually going through and she has this list on her wall of all the people that she's wronged and she's trying to go through and make amends. It's a big wall, but I think it's, it's a pretty big transition to go to now wanting to help people. Well, not help people, but make amends. Yeah. It's got to be a call back to Birds of Prey when all the people are going after her and she lists off their beef with uh, with her. Yeah. Their grievances, yeah. <laughs> yeah, their grievances. <laughs> Love that movie. I hope it gets a sequel. Me too. I hope so. Me too. So Sean, tell us about uh, your supervillain oh. and your demon. I'd say, uh, uh, demon-wise, uh, it, uh, it's pretty similar to Victoria's. Um, I was kind of crossed between Scarecrow and Sinestro, because they both kind of deal with fear, um, which was something, uh, growing up, I really struggled with, um, just because of being bullied and that kind of stuff when I was a kid, and then, uh, growing older, it was just kind of, just something that's kind of stuck with me, and I was always fighting it, so, um... Superheroes, I always I, I thought were kind of good uh, for that was uh, obviously Superman because um, he kind of went through that you know his past he went through that same thing he was being bullied didn't want, want to like show or do it use his power to to do anything about it but then when he became Superman it was kind of like putting that that whole past behind him and I think that was something that like Man of Steel did a really good job of showing. Um, and then, you know, obviously, you know, you want your Green Lantern that, you know, that will willpower to, to push through that, that fear. Uh, Batman, because, you know, Scarecrow, Batman, it just seemed like it kind of fit. Um, and then I had two other ones I thought, would, um, because it was kind of, it kind of matched my personality a little bit. Uh, Shazam and um, um, Barry Allen, um, The Flash, uh, just because of their sense of humor. Um, something you sometimes you know to kind of hide behind that that insecurity and fear of you know you're not good enough or uh, fear that um, uh, you, you you know you might get hurt or just you know that that constant uh, you know the fear that just kind of keeps you from from doing anything in life. So um, I always thought that. Uh, you know those those things kind of kind of match my personality a little bit. Um, I think it was when I started doing martial arts is when I I finally started getting that self confidence to kind of push through that fear. And uh, you know it's it's been kind of still still a factor even to this day where you know I still got to push push through that. Uh, was there a specific Green Lantern that you mentioned or did I miss it? 
Uh, no, I didn't really mention a specific one. Like Hal Jordan or John Stewart um, were, were always my two favorite. I know they're probably the most two, the, well, the two most popular ones too. Um, I was like John Stewart's uh, Green Lantern. Well, it's because I saw him um, most in the uh, the cartoon versions, like movies they did for DC, um, and I just kind of was kind of liked his his character. But uh, Hal Jordan, uh, mostly because like it, it just remembering like even though it, it had poor reviews the the uh um the green lantern movie um you know with ryan reynolds in it and that kind of stuff but i didn't think it was like extremely terrible i don't like people kind of give it a, a bad rep and that kind of stuff but i think it had um some good um some good things about it um in, in fact you know about you know facing your fears and and uh you know kind of you know, pushing yourself, you know, willing yourself to, to overcome them. Yeah, yeah, I, I do like that lineup. I know. <laughs> People can talk shit about Green Lantern all day. Mark Strong was phenomenal, Sinestro. Yeah, he was. Yeah. I, honestly, I was really looking forward to a second one to see him. Like, right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I really Same. wanted to see that. Same. <laughs> And John Stewart happens to be my favorite Green Lantern ever created nice. because of Justice League Unlimited and Justice League. He's a phenomenally made character. I met the co-creator, Neil Adams. Oh, wow. Cool. Yeah, so that, that was cool. Yeah, John Stewart's just a really well, well-rounded character. I mean, he's a military man turned, I think, architect. Yes. At least that's what I remember. I don't remember if it's from the run or if it's from Justice League. But either way... Um, you know, he John Stewart's just always been this no nonsense dude who who just always had a knack for shutting business, like just being being like the true voice of Justice League, of yeah. that incarnation. And like, I would love to see that character brought to life. Me too, really would. Uh, I really hope they do. Um, I know there's been a lot of rumors, that kind of stuff, about like the new Green Lantern show. Um, but they kind of hinted it in the. I don't know if you ever watched the CW um, uh, Arrow show yeah, at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I know. Yeah, I and I, I, I saw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard. I heard they might. They might do something about uh, about him actually doing the Green Lantern uh, this year, and I, I hope that's that's true. If it is, well, I think. Kind of last, nice I think. I think last night there's now a photo going around of what. The green, what John Stewart would have looked like in Zack Snyder's Justice League of Wayne yep. T. Carr, the actor who played him. I saw that. Sure um, enough, it, it, it's spot on and looks just like John Stewart. It's like it would have been so cool. Yep. <laughs> there it is. But WB gets in their way. <laughs> <laughs> the biggest villain in the DC universe. <laughs> you know, I considered like making a comic, like just a one shot, like the the biggest baddest DC villain of them all, the Brothers Warner, because <laughs> 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 it's just so true. I mean, they get in the way of everything. <laughs> but that's all. Every time I hear that they they're like, we're not going to do this, and I'm and I think to myself. Why? What made you think this? Like this wouldn't be good, but yeah, I, uh, I I've had a long conversations, especially after um, Zack Snyder's cut came out um, about like 
uh, what what a mistake it was to not do Zack Snyder's vision to begin with. <laughs> Talking, to, let's just talk about. I don't mean to even detract from the podcast for a little bit, but let's just talk about pure waste of time and money that they spent on those reshoots alone. You had everything you needed right there in his cut of the movie, and you wasted how much money to hire some clown to not even adhere to that vision and do what? It was a waste of time on that whole studio's end. They should have everyone who was involved with that decision making should have been ousted when AT&T merged, but I digress. I don't care. <laughs> I'll digress, too. I, uh, like I said, I could, I could go a long conversation with that. <laughs> yeah. but to, to your point on fear and growing up in living in fear, mm-hmm. I can reckon, I can absolutely sympathize with that because growing up around the time of 11 or 12, I went through, my parents got divorced and I was constantly getting made fun of for like wearing glasses. And by the time I was like 14, I wound up with a crooked smile. So it was just nonstop teasing, tormenting, the whole nine, all up until I graduated. And for a long time, it turned me into a very cynical person. And, and to Victoria's point of earlier talking about self-help, like through various different means, I've gone through a plethora and trials and tribulations of trying to become a much better person than the cynical little shit I used to be. <laughs> I, I got lucky. Um, I, I had, I mean, my, my parents... Um, my dad wasn't around a lot when I was a kid, uh, but my mom was a lot, um, and she's great. My dad's great too. Don't get me wrong. Um, it was just you know when I was a kid, when I was getting teased and tortured a lot, he just wasn't really there. Um, but I got lucky because I I really got into martial arts, and that was actually thanks to my dad. Um, always playing those those movies and stuff, and um, I got into uh, martial arts. Is actually where I met uh, Kevin. Um, and uh, it, it was through martial arts that my confidence really started to build up. And I think had it not been for that, I really would have been very cynical and and probably, you know, just like that, you know, pushing through and trying to not be like that uh, now. But uh, I, I got lucky, I think, because of that alone. And I know a lot of people don't don't really get that. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I was very fortunate there. And I'll throw my hat in the ring. I'm I'm a Hell Jordan guy because I think one of the first comics I got was Green Lantern and it was Hell Jordan. So I've had that sentimental spot for Hell. Nice. <laughs> the, I saw the first appearance aren't... of Hell Jordan at my local shop not too long ago. Like nice. Yeah, the guy at my shop was nice enough to be like, "You you want to hold it and you want to look at it?" Like it was in the casing and shit, sure, but I was like, "Yeah." <laughs> like that. It's... Can I hold? Can I Two questions. Can I hold it? And what's that on the wall over there? It <laughs> <laughs> was like the first appearance of like Batwoman, like Kate Kane. There, there was just a ton on, on the wall. Like I love going to my shop. Matter of fact, when I get my car back, I'm going to go back to my shop and pick up all my books. But yeah. Um, aren't they going to not really meant, are they, aren't they going to tiptoe around John Stewart and Hal Jordan both in the Green Lantern Corps coming up on HBO Max? I have no idea. I if <laughs> the, they just because they just cast Guy Gardner, right? And I know they're going to do Alan Scott, and I believe Jessica Cruz, right? I was just going to say I think Jessica Cruz, and I think I think um, Simon Baz they're considering doing too. Um, I don't know about Hal Jordan or John Stewart, which is really strange because John Stewart's never been done in live action. I mean, he has technically, yes. But until WB is like, 
All right. <laughs> exactly right. He has not. So, and, you know, you have Hal Jordan in one appearance in a movie from Ryan Reynolds, and it's like he's doing Deadpool. So I really, I, I truthfully do not understand why they're being so prissy with Green Lantern. Because if you're making a TV show and you have Alan Scott and Guy Gardner and Jessica Cruz and Simon Boz, what are you doing with Hal Jordan and Jon Stewart? You guys said you're making a movie that was supposed to come out this year. Well, it's rather last year. The Green Lantern <laughs> movie was supposed to come out last year. And it's like, what are you doing with Green Lantern, guys? Why can't we just and you have a multiverse now. So what's with the what's the issue here? <laughs> I don't get I just don't get yeah. it. I don't get they, it. They hid they hid John Stewart from us, so we need to hashtag release the Snyder Cut of the Snyder Cut. So release see the Green Lantern <laughs> scene. That's what it is. <laughs> so we were on. I did I did like uh the bringing uh Martian Manhunter. Oh um, that, that was great. fantastic. That's been one thing I've been wanting to see live too, is uh live action Martian Manhunter. And I was like, okay. I can deal with that. I, I can. I can accept that because I've been wanting that for a long time, too. <laughs> the way I equate Martian Manhunter and Zack Snyder's Justice League is if you look at Batman versus Superman and the way that movie operates, you have Batman, Superman, Lex Luthor, Wonder Woman in like a supersized plus cameo role to some extent or another. But for the most part, the movie predominantly revolves around Batman, Superman, Lex Luthor. And you get Doomsday and Wonder Woman. There's the big surprise bonus, right? But then you right. also get like the surprise of Flash and his time travel, the cyborg sequence, and then Aquaman. It's like, oh shit, they're here too. But then you get to Zack Snyder's Justice League and it's like, oh fuck, Martian Manhunter. <laughs> how, I, don't, I don't understand how people can be so fucking nitpicky about stuff like that. Oh man, it didn't make sense. Oh man, that's a dumb idea. You know what? Eat shit, kick rocks. That shit was awesome. I loved it. I mean, everything about it was great. I, I know people were complaining about the length, but I was like, you know, Zach's not even offered to do it in two different movies, and I think that would have been fantastic. You would have had one that developed the additional cast members, and then the the next movie where they're going around kicking ass. You know, <laughs> would have been great. But I love the three hour movie. In fact, I watched that three times in one week. No joke. I watched that cider cut three three times um, in a one week span. And uh, my wife even asked me if I was okay. <laughs> <laughs> you just stop watching that? No. One more time. <laughs> you can pause it whenever you want. It's like a TV series, kind of. Like, look, son. <laughs> I'm school for my son now. <laughs> It's it's see I love it because it's for me when I was six years old the first R-rated movie I ever watched was Terminator. This is by and far a much more child friendly movie than Terminator. (laughs) (laughs) First R-rated movie I saw was Revenge of the Nerds, and I was like five. (laughs) Oh, okay. That explains Explains a lot, don't it? Yes, it does. I actually think I saw that when I was like eight or nine. So we, that well, that explains why we do get along so well. We see we saw that movie at that same like ballpark age. So it's like, huh, okay. And then of course I'm already you know in the head from Terminator, <laughs> thinking about time travel and how all this works and metal machines. It's like, oh damn, James Cameron, what did you do to me? <laughs> 
James Cameron does what James Cameron does because James Cameron is James Cameron. Right, and Avatar still sucked. <laughs> oh. oh, do you like Avatar? Sorry, Victoria. That's all right. That's all right. <laughs> it's just my opinion. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I get I get plenty of eye roll texts from Victoria when she listens to certain episodes <laughs> of our show. It's <laughs> an eye roll count occasionally. <laughs> no, not too many. You know, next she episode in- you should start doing a tally. <laughs> I can add cool. that in the comments. How many eye rolls I had that time? There you go. Yeah, yeah. Mini, <laughs> mini game for United Nation. Victoria's eye roll count. Victoria, <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, eye roll. Take a drink. <laughs> I think that'd be a toxic amount of alcohol. By the way, me and Will set up out of our ass sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody else? uh, Any thoughts on Sean's Justice League? Sean, thank you. That was a really lovely pick. I love your team. I love Scarecrow and Sinestro. You have a lot of great, great superhero choices. Love them. I appreciate the crossover too because uh, Scarecrow would get a yellow ring during the Blackest Night crossover. Right. Very true. Right. Yeah. I, I do love that crossover too. You know, I say I wasn't even thinking about that crossover. <laughs> but it would make sense. Yeah. Of all the of all the like of all the characters to get rings in that story, I think that one made the most sense. Yeah, definitely. Yep. Maybe Barry getting a blue ring would make a little sense too. Isn't blue hope? Yes. Mm-hmm. Why didn't it go to Superman then? Because he was a Black Lantern at that oh, point, that's, I believe. That's right, right, right. I, I don't think I've read Blackest Night. And if I have, I've read it in parts. I don't know. Maybe I'll read it one day. Yeah. Maybe. But, <laughs> but, but, put a pin in, but, but put a pin in that thought. It will come back later with Barry and Blue Lanterns. Foreshadowing. <laughs> Melissa, any thoughts on uh, Sean's Justice League? Uh, absolutely solid choices. I really like the uh, what you the characters you pick and the um, yeah, I really like that. Thanks. Thank you for sharing. Welcome. Well, Philip, Mister Unfiltered, oh, no. the oh, floor no. is yours. Oh no. <laughs> so initially, I actually had one in mind, but then over the course of today, I actually had a complete overhaul and changed it because it made a lot more sense. So the thing that I, the inner demon that I fight, the thing that bothers me the most, the thing that I'm constantly dealing with, the thing that I'm trying to change is holding on to the past. And that in a, in a lot of ways is like, um, it's a lot like Brainiac. And the reason that is is because I I have an eidetic memory, and that means I can take one look at something and have it just be a picture in my mind for as long as I keep it there and choose to keep it there until I decide to discard it. So much in the same way that Brainiac likes to bottle up little cities of all the planets and things that he's overtaken, he keeps them all around him to survey and study until he just deems them discernible. 
And much like Brainiac, I hold on and harbor to a lot of shit that I probably shouldn't harbor onto. And I'm trying, and I've been trying for a long time to just let go of a lot of things that held me back from being what I could be in the past. My college counselor told me a long time ago, a couple years ago, before I graduated, that I like to take the world and put it on my shoulders. And that, mm. it, that at the time could not have been, you know, it, it, it was absolutely true. I almost said couldn't have been farther from the truth. It's the truest thing I've, I'd heard in a long, long time. Because when it comes to me and the kind of person that I am, I always try and do right by my family and friends. And even though I might always have the best intentions, I always might retain something that they might have done that might have just been, you know, because people aren't perfect. They make mistakes. But the cynical little shit in me would take that, amplify it, and make it into something bigger that it's not. And then suddenly I'm in a whole mess of something that I'd created on my own return. And it's just this diabolical cycle of negligent nonsense that I did to myself for a long, long time. And I've been trying to rectify it ever since. And the team that I've assembled to fight this is ironically very much similar to Zack Snyder's Justice League. It's The Flash, Barry Allen, Batman, Cyborg, Martian Manhunter, Black Canary, Superman, and Wonder Woman. The Flash moves at a mile a minute, and I really like I did. I like Barry Allen. I think he, you know, moving a mile a minute, moving, being as fast as humanly possible, always trying to do the right thing, and just having that heart of gold, that is inspirational to me. And I think he'd also be really great ground control in terms of like taking out all the scrap and stuff as far as Brainiac's invasion. Um, Cyborg is there for, he's a technopath. I mean, he can obviously, you know, he, depending on what version you go with, be it the 80s, Marv Wolfman, George Perez run, where he's grafted from science and Star Labs and all that technology where it's a little more modern with the new 52 and he's got apocalyptic technology. Uh, I mean, if we're going completely full modern, I'd probably lean towards that because alien technology is probably a plus when you're combating Brainiac. Batman, he's my favorite character. He is my comfort character. I go to him for probably virtually anything, even any kind of soul searching. I've probably gone to Batman to some extent to do it. The whole back shelf is practically half Batman. So <laughs> he's the ultimate tactician. And I think he is... He's inarguably my favorite character ever created. I would put him on any Justice League roster, no matter what. Martian Manhunter, again, it's always nice. He's one of my favorite characters. He's able to make himself transparent in and out of whatever, but he's also super intelligent. He has the ability to become intangible, take the shape of anything. And I just love the way John Jones operates. Like he, in in a lot of ways, like there's a line that I just can't. Like there's there's a way, there's a mirror there between like. Martian Manhunter and Superman were like, they're, they're the most human essence people in this universe, and yet they're not even human at all. I love that about both of them. And then Wonder Woman and Black Harry, I love, I just, I, I've always loved Dinah Lance. Dinah Lance is my favorite character that is not Wonder Woman, and she has a wicked loud yell. I just love that sonic scream. And, you know, they would just make really great combatants for a, a, a Brainiac invasion, honestly. Nice. That's a solid choice. And what I'm loving is, we A, we're all getting different villains here. And we're all getting, like, different... We have a lot of crossover with our heroes, but we're also getting a lot of different heroes, too. So I love the inclusion of Black Canary in there, too. That is a great choice. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. I liked how you pointed out, too, about uh, Superman and, and Martian Manhunter 
having being like more human than than you know more, most people we probably meet <laughs> especially nowadays <laughs> I yeah like. i mean you know they're they're the ultimate outsiders and yet they came to earth and found the ultimate salvation you yeah. know so i i think in a lot of ways the internet and the people that i've met around the internet and even some of the real world people that i know in the real world be at work or friends in general just like that in a lot of ways is like my salvation like, i really I like your your batman pet because he what saw both of his parents murdered in front of him at a young age and the fact that he did not turn into the world's biggest sociopath goes to show that like he then literally does have the weight of the world on his shoulders and he still He's not exactly sunshine and rainbows, but he goes on to function and do everything that Batman does. I think that's a great pick. Thank you. Yeah, and you mentioned carrying the how Victor just mentioned how um, Batman carries the weight of the world on his shoulders with the loss of his parents, and how Phillips, that his college counselor, said he carries that weight too. It almost mm-hmm. seems like. Something that comes very hand in hand with superheroes is a lot of these superheroes carry the weight of the world on their shoulders. Like um, I know it got mentioned a lot on CW's Flash, uh, how Barry just carries the weight of the world on his shoulders throughout most of his run. No pun intended. <laughs> See, that's a great pun. The ones that are unintended, those are great puns. <laughs> I think that's that's generally like something that superheroes go through. Um, cause they are taking that responsibility when they become a superhero, they're taking that responsibility of not only themselves, but, uh, the safety of other people. And, and that re- in, in return, I think it's just that, that weight, uh, that, 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 uh, causes. And it's, it's always funny too, because, um, you know, like speaking like Batman, um, the flash, that kind of stuff. It's, it's one that they always take on themselves. Like th- Nobody asked them to do this. Nobody asked them to be a, a, a superhero. They decided to do that because it was the right thing to do. So, yeah. De- definitely valid point. Valid point there. And you can only imagine. Like, well, we all go through our personal demons. So we, in a sense, have a feeling of what the, know what that feels like to have that weight of the world on your shoulders. And just finding anything we can to get that weight off, you know? Definitely. Absolutely. Melissa? Yes. You're awfully quiet. Yeah. <laughs> super You're awfully quiet. You know, I'm just. Are you, are you a super villain? She's like Tony Stark quiet in Civil War. <laughs> totally out of character there. <laughs> uh, I'll just you know drop the Sokovia cords on you and make him make you sign it. <laughs> Let me go get, grab you my Captain America shirt and, and deny it. <laughs> Are you saying you got America's ass? Sean. I'm saying the safest hands are still our own. I don't know. My wife might think I might have America's ass. Just... <laughs> 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 I 
<laughs> Philip, I love your choices, and uh, Brainiac is a definitely good choice, and that's really something I'd like to see on the big screen too. Is another hero because we well we got him on uh, Krypton, um, which I still haven't seen yet. I need to get around to that. Um, watch Krypton. Well, we never we never got we never got him on. I want to watch mostly for Lobo. Because I am a Lobo fan. I was genuinely surprised by how accurate and faithful Lobo was done on that show. It's actually really smart, that show, despite all of its creative endeavors that it went through. Um, I'd really like to see um, Brainiac brought to the big screen. I go, from what I hear, Tim Burton did want him in Superman Lives, and he wanted Sam Davies Jr. to play him, which... Interesting choice. I'm trying to figure out what Tim Burton has with Sam Davis Jr. Because he wanted him to play Beetlejuice. <laughs> he wants him to play Brainiac. I've seen concept uh, art of, uh, who is it? Christopher Walken in a Brainiac, uh, Brainiac concept art. Because it's not a very traditional Brainiac. Uh, I've be had this bottle. I've had this bottle of candle. In my ass for five years. <laughs> you, you imagine like Superman just feeding in. He's like, well, slow down. Take a breath. <laughs> no, you got to do it. Nicholas Cage is like, whoa, buddy. Slow down. Take a breath. <laughs> you would be, be freaking out. <laughs> be one of those there's, Nicholas there's, Cage freakouts. There's one movie I would have loved to see because it, that one came pretty close. It was Nicholas Cage. Tim Burton, Superman, and I think Christopher Walken was supposed to be Brainiac. And the twist they had with Brainiac, I don't, I wouldn't even call it a twist. The creative decision I think they had with Brainiac, they had him be some like, he was under like some trench coat, it was green head, but like the the underneath it was like some spider body with some robotic arms. It was really weird. If I find it, I'll send it to you, Jared. <laughs> Proto-proto prototype for uh, Mars Attacks. Yeah. I remember seeing the pictures of the uh, costume that uh, Nicolas Cage wore. Um, yeah, those are those are out and about. I watched the documentary that John Schnett made. Um, whatever happened to Superman Lives? It's actually really good. Really, nice. really good. Yeah, I've seen I it too. Yeah, I, I could picture, picture Christopher Walken be more like how he was in Country Bears. Oh no, Country Bear Hall. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you something, Superman. You're not going to get away from me that easily. Look at the size of my brain. <laughs> I'm going to put a soldering iron in your face. I think I've made up for that bad Gal Gadot impression now, Melissa, do you think? <laughs> <laughs> I think you have. I was hoping you were going to try again. Uh, <laughs> maybe now. Victoria, the lasso <laughs> compels you to tell the truth. <laughs> See, that was better. I didn't make her Jamaican that time. There you go. <laughs> Jamaican one was funnier, but you know. <laughs> I had that moment from half baked where it's like Scarface. Why would you tell Samson that Mr. Nice Guy is Jamaican? I don't know. I guess he always sounded Jamaican in my head, yo. (laughs) 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 Any final thoughts on Phillips Justice League? 
I do have a question, Justice League related. How many times have you watched it now? What's your final count? Last I knew was 17. 21. Ooh. <laughs> 20 or 21. I think it's, I think the next time I watch it will be 21. Very impressive. So I, yeah, I watched it, I think in a total of 12 or 13, maybe 14 times for the show, for the episodic review. Because every time I did a part of the show, like I watched the movie <laughs> promptly. But yeah, I, th I think it's up to 20, 20 or 21 now. I'd have to look at Vero, but I don't feel like pulling nice. up my phone. <laughs> <laughs> maybe yeah, I'll watch it. Like right? a plaque or a trophy. Nah. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. If I if I become the person who watches, I know there's a couple people ahead of me who are who've seen it a couple more times than I have. But then again, they had the benefit of also seeing it a couple days early before it dropped in HBO Max, and good for them. You know, no disparaging, nothing. It's just like cool. I hope I could beat that record. <laughs> <laughs> you can do it. Hey, if it means restoring the Snyderverse, I'm all about it. And I mean. That movie is just super inspirational. I mean, going back to Justice League and Justice League Unlimited, I always thought to myself, walking back from school, coming home to my grandma's house, and my parents were, my dad picked me up at my grandma's house because I lived with my dad, but still went to school where my mom lived. It was complicated. But I'd always watch Justice League or Batman, and like I always told myself, like, fuck, it'd be really cool to watch like these characters brought into the big screen. And I kind of got that in 2017. And then hear all the stuff, and you're like, oh, cool. There's another cut of the movie. Oh, shit. There's a, he, Zack Snyder made a whole other cut of the movie that's actually his. And like to see it like fully be what it is, it's like that is what I was looking for my entire life when it comes to making DC on film. So there is a perfect comic book trilogy made for me, and it is Man of Steel, Batman v Superman, Donna Justice, and Zack Snyder's Justice League. Here, here, Same here. <laughs> to the Snyderverse, dilly dilly, dilly dally, shilly shally. Oh wait, that's Final Fantasy VII. Wrong franchise. <laughs> <laughs> what a nerd. That's me. <laughs> All right, Melissa, you get to do some talking now. Please. <laughs> been saving it all for this don't I, make me do any more bad impressions because I will <laughs> you've heard plenty of them <laughs> if not all of them <laughs> she hasn't heard all of them nope. <laughs> I'm sorry Melissa I'm just saying that right now in advance <laughs> oh, I'm prepared for it it's all, it's all good <laughs> But I've been I've been really enjoying hearing everybody's um, picks for villains and superheroes um, that they pick to help fight um, what you're fighting, and it's been really cool. And I love the variety of every of all the characters, and um, you know the reasons why you pick the characters, and it's been really really awesome. So um, awesome work, and you blew it out of the water for for taking this assignment and just running with it. So really, really awesome. Um, having said that, um, I'm going to share my homework. 
Um, so mine, I had a really hard time with, with this one. Um, I had some initial choices and um, it really, I realized, no, that's, that's not the right pick to go with. It was really just far-fetched. And I think I was like pulling from somewhere else. Um, so it wasn't, no, it wasn't really fitting. So finally I, I came to a villain that really fit um what i deal with and that was riddler was my pick and riddler's traits is he's got the compulsion to prove innocence of deception so prove that he's not lying prove that he's genuine because all of his you know background is childhood abuse and his father not believing him that he was actually smart or had some form of intellect and that he was good at what he was what he could do um and then he's also somebody who's just always ahead in in wit and thought and um, a lot of things like that. So um, for me, I deal with you know um, a lot of things, as you know, I think many people do. But it's for me, it's like the feeling comparing like the the compulsion to prove innocence of deception very much is my like always feeling that pressure to know things. Like I have to know stuff so that I can feel like I'm somewhat intelligent because a lot of the times I feel stupid. Like I feel like I'm, you know, can be way behind a lot of things. And, you know, if I don't know something, well, then I'm just complete freaking dumbass or something, <laughs> you know? So it's that feeling like, okay, I have to know these things. Like, yes, I do know this. And, you know, convincing people that, yeah, I do know this stuff if I actually genuinely know something. Um, you know, and, I, and I've kind of, a little bit in, in some of my friendships too, like I always seen as somebody who knows everything when I don't. I think it comes from very much having an old soul. So, you know, I think it's that old souls are the, you know, the more wizened person seen as that anyway. And so it's that feeling of sort of pressure, like, oh, I have to know something. I have to come up with an answer for something. Um, so, yeah, and then it's a little bit of that feeling of like, you know, if I don't know something, well, I'm not good enough for it or whatever. And yeah, it's, it's a lot of things to that trait of his. Um, so anyway, with my, um, superheroes that I picked to help, um, fight with this villain is, um, I picked Barry Allen Flash, um, because with Riddler, he's always ahead in, in, like I said, in wit and thought. So Barry Allen could like, go ahead and figure out what he's doing, come back and figure out how to deal with him, maybe be that one step ahead for once, ahead of him to defeat that. Um, and then I also picked um, I also picked Superman because I really like Superman. I think he's he's kind of like Philip, your comfort your comfort superhero is Batman, mine would be Superman. Um, I really like who he is. He's such He's got such a caring heart. He, you know, he to help people. Um, you know, and he's he's definitely been through through a lot of stuff, and you know, eventually evolved into the person that he's become. And you know, I've you know, I it kind of matched me too in the sense of I've been in a really dark spot, and you know, um, especially when my parents divorced, it was a really dark dark time <laughs> it was really bad um 
and I really worked to get out of that. Um, I had like support of friends and things around me to really pull out of that, and but it was a lot of me, and so I kind of relate to Superman on that level um, of just you know evolving and becoming a better person and always being continuing to to grow and and develop. Um, and he's just a freaking, he can be a freaking badass. So he <laughs> would be really awesome in a fight. And he would be on my team any day of the week. Um, and then also I picked um, Cyborg. Because I think, for me, he's, he's, he was very much an outsider. Because he was, obviously, he's very different from everybody else. He gets looked at weird. And that's kind of, you know how I feel sometimes, like I'm very much the outsider, which isn't a bad thing. I mean, being a weirdo is what I take a hell of a lot of pride in. And, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes it's it's a thing where you kind of feel stuck. And I know Cyborg felt stuck. And his father had to tell him that, well, you're not stuck in this situation. You have all these things that you can do. You have the opportunity to be, to, to drive your, your fate, your destiny, your path of what you want to do. You have all these powers, you have everything. You just need to ultimately choose what you need, what you want to do with it. And, you know, and that was kind of me too. So I kind of, you know, based a lot of it around sort of, you know, the, um, for me personally, the, the positive things that have come out of, you know, my dark things and sort of match the characters. And I felt that Cyborg was also a good fit for that. Um, and then, for fun, I put in Harley Quinn because I absolutely love her. Um, she she is the anti-hero, but she's so much fun, and um, I think she she has done so much growing from the the person who she was before to the person she is now. Like as you see her, like in Birds of Prey, um, and you know I I really admire her for that, and being that you know her her sort of own person and growing into that, and not being like everybody else and just you know kicking ass and and being awesome and i just i love her i think she's she's fun and and i would definitely you know like victoria i would love to sit and have margaritas with her because that would be a blast we're all gonna get together yeah (laughs) i'm on it so yeah that was um that was my if pick. you two get together with Margot Robbie and don't tell me, I'm disowning both of you. Because <laughs> her poster is hanging over my bed, so I see that every morning when I wake up. <laughs> <laughs> we'll take a picture and then we can just put it on the poster right next to her head. <laughs> Better give me her phone number too, because she likes hockey. Oh. Yes. <laughs> You really think she'll come watch you play hockey, huh? I can't play hockey, but I'll watch hockey oh. with her. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, a guy can dream, can he? <laughs> Melissa, you mentioned how um, you mentioned uh, Margot Robbie, Margot Robbie's Harley evolution from Suicide Squad to Birds of Prey, and I the. I've known you for what five-ish year, maybe just under five years now. Yeah, well, uh, I think maybe getting close to four now, something like that. Yeah, well, whenever we spent two days talking about uh, 
uh, Infinity War. Um. <laughs> 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 I have seen that evolution in you from being just being a casual Patreon supporter of this paranormal group I was in to now we've built this empire of podcasting together to now what we call what has always been an inside joke now, which is had become real life of you being a podcasting goddess. <laughs> to look at you, you were you were the first of us to guest on somebody else's show. You were you now are asked to um, take over your friend's Twitch stream to uh, to be the Chris Hardwick of your friend's uh, Twitch stream. <laughs> I couldn't think of the word mediate. Yeah, moderator. moderator. Yeah, moderator. Uh, <laughs> moderator. So, so you've evolved. I see it very much. You've come from being the shy, squeaky girl into being out and doing these things. So I see that uh, progress already. I, I think it's a very fitting choice for you. Thank you. I like that you pick Cyborg. <laughs> Cyborg is one of my favorite characters ever created. Victor Stone's story is very sentimental for a lot of ways, and I like that mm. you identify with him for a lot of a lot of those same reasons. Yeah, yeah. He was he was definitely a. a uh, uh, an instant pick, I think, for me, because it was just sort of a, you know, there's those obvious choices, and he was one of those, because he his story and just yeah, I I connect with him on a on a in a lot of ways, and so and he's just he's a he's a great character. Like he says in Zack Snyder's cut, is you're not broken, you're not alone. I'm not broken, I'm not alone. You're not broken, you're not alone. Mm. Heal, love, win. I liked your Harley pick. She could pull anybody out of any kind of mood because she is just so funny and she is such a badass girl. She's she's great. Absolutely. You know, if I was in like the, you know, the worst, having the worst day or something, and she came along and just was herself, I would it would just brighten my whole day. Mm-hmm. Like she she probably would have me rolling on the floor laughing, which is you know. I- <laughs> with a, a hyena and a beaver and that jacket with the caution tape yeah. from Birds of Prey. I love that. Mm-hmm. So amazing. You could borrow it. Mm-hmm. So uh, is it safe to assume that everyone here probably has this sequence on their top 10 DCU moments and that is Harley Quinn's assault on the police precinct in Birds of Prey? Because that's on oh, my yeah. list. Yeah. Because that, that sequence yeah. is just absolute batshit badass in all the right ways and i love her line delivery of pi- the the piggy line like here piggy <laughs> run kills piggy me. run yes 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 that <laughs> oh my god and then she gets all fucked up on cocaine and just <laughs> like beard on fire oh my god i love that shit i love that so much. Then you throw in the random one-off joke to Suicide Squad. Hey, I know that guy when she sees uh, Captain Boomerang's mug shot on the wall. <laughs> I, I, also like like, I like her dealing with the, the control panel, too, to get into the holding cell. Oh. <laughs> I like uh, when she walks out of um, she walks out of the bar, runs into the big old dude, the fucked up fucking tattoo face. 
Happy, I think his name was. Yeah. Look what you did to my face! <laughs> <laughs> oh, look at Penny. <laughs> <laughs> you guys should do a commentary with Victoria on that movie. Oh, um, yes. I'm down. I, I rewatched it and I gave him a pop quiz about what did uh, Montoya's shirt say when she had to change out. He knew it right <laughs> away. I love that shirt. It was? I shaved my balls for this. <laughs> Mission accomplished. I was hoping you'd say that at some point tonight. So, <laughs> check mark. <laughs> For those of you playing Nerd Night Nation's podcast bingo at home. <laughs> <laughs> that would be fun. I don't know what we'd put on a bingo card for our show. Uh, me making Melissa laugh so hard she goes speechless for like five minutes. <laughs> That's usually at least once or twice an episode. You have a great laugh, and I look forward to those moments. <laughs> Thank you. We gotta get an episode of the with Melissa, Guy, and Tim. And just get them all laugh at the same time. No. <laughs> I think Guy would win that one. I read uh, Philip. Get this. I originally pitched an idea where Melissa and Tim compete with puns, and then me and Guy are the judges. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> yeah, have fun moderating that panel. Yeah, I, I, I think I told Tim I'd be like, I'd be like that GIF of uh, Justin Timberlake where he just slowly zooms in on his face. <laughs> <laughs> I'd just be chilling, watching, eating popcorn, not saying a word. You could just see what I'm saying by the expressions on my face. That's it. That's how I'd react. <laughs> <laughs> and then by the end, I'll just say the winner's name and that'll be that. <laughs> A try not bring, challenge. I'll bring I'll bring you on. We'll be like uh, we'll be like the American Idol panel, me, you and Guy. Oh shit. <laughs> oh, I'm Simon I'll, then. Okay. Got it. I'm obviously the Paul Abdul, so <laughs> <laughs> I'll I'll jump on that grenade. <laughs> oh. Genuine Steve Rogers, Jared. Well, Sean has America's ass, not me. <laughs> There's two Captain Americas in the MCU. Come on. <laughs> so I'm the offspring of Kurt Russell and uh, Goldie Hawn. No, you're the one who gets old and then gives Sam Wilson the shield. Okay. You're not at Peggy's funeral. (laughs) Yeah. I hate Sam (laughs) Trump. Boy. Well, anybody else want to chime in on uh, Melissa's Justice League? The hashtag restore the Nicholson verse? (laughs) I was gonna say I, I did like your uh, Superman pick. Uh, I think he's very universal, um, just because of you know what he stands for. So uh, obviously, I'm I'm a big Superman fan. <laughs> if you haven't told already, um, but uh, I I mean I was like that kid when I was like you know when I was 
real little watching uh, those Christopher Reeves movies with uh, Red Blanket, you know, wrapped around. I got to stop pretending, you know, like I'm flying or something like that when I was a, you know, like my, my son's age. So, uh, you know, I've been watching like Superman movies ever, you know, ever since I was real little. Nice. I love your action comics. Oh, poster back. That's rad. Thanks. I got it actually from a friend. That's rad. It's actually one of my favorites. So Melissa, characters. Melissa, to bring it back to Harley Quinn, make sure you find somebody that looks at you like Harley looks at her breakfast sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> Co-signed on that. Oh. Also, one of the be- also one of the best shots in the movie is her with the fan blowing blowing her hair back while she's watching her sandwich get made. <laughs> oh, that's so good. <laughs> Love it. Somebody agrees. Yes. <laughs> All right, so I guess that means it's on me then, isn't it? Well, you the last one. Well, the, the pressure is on because there's been so many good Justice Leagues right now. But uh, <clears throat> the demon I fight a lot is overthinking. And it, to me, it leads to a lot of uh, depression and anxiety. And believe it or not, sometimes it also leads to anger with me. I've made People who know me probably do not know. I do get angry and Victoria will find out at Tugfest. I can get angry. <laughs> I'm not looking forward to that. Um, well, you better make sure it doesn't. <laughs> um, and the villain I associated with that was, I think it's probably obvious to some, it's the thinker. And I kind of went with an amalgamation of two different thinkers. I went with Clifford DeVoe, who was the first one, and who was the vil- who was villain primarily the uh, Jay Garrick's flash. And then I went with cliff Carmichael who took on the mantle of the thinker and is more of a, a firestorm villain. Mm. And the reason why I picked the two and I thought of instantly of Clifford DeVoe and how he was depicted on the flash in season four and how he has every detail planned out to the point where you have, he's, 10 steps ahead of everybody. And that's sometimes my thought process is, is that I get these thoughts in my head that they're so well planned out. I cannot outthink them. There is no escape from this. There's no way I can beat this. And the part of Cliff Carmichael that I picked with, I'm not too familiar with his version of the thinker, but uh, when I did some research is he was a mental bully. And I find that, being myself a lot is I when I get stuck in my own head I beat myself down like you wouldn't believe um recently I was jokingly accused of having an ego um and I'm like have you ever met me I have one of the worst self-esteems you've ever met so I kind of find that kind of funny when people think I'm full of myself or have an ego because I put on that fake facade you know but I thought Clifford DeVoe was and Cliff Carmichael were the perfect one because it's just, you get to that point you get those negative thoughts in your head that you cannot escape them. You don't think you can beat them. And it's 
game over. I have the upper hand. You're not getting out of this. I know everything before you even know what's going to happen. And um, I took a little bit of a different turn. I do have a lot of the carryover characters you guys have. Um, but one of the first ones I picked is I picked uh, Saint Walker, who's one of the leaders of the Blue Lantern Corps. And I, and I was originally picking Superman for this as a, as a symbolism of hope, but I went with Saint Walker because the Blue Lanterns, their emotional spectrum is hope. And uh, when I was doing some research on him, St. Walker was a priest of his planet Estonia, which was on the verge of extinction because their sun was burning out. But he was able to uh, give his people hope in all this with facing on the brink of extinction. He was able to give their people hope with, with this and calm them with this coming on. And that's when he got his blue lantern ring because he was ability. He had the ability according to the guardians to instill great hope in people. And I look at St. Walker because I try to uh, get that hope that I can get through this, that can beat that anxiety. I can beat that depression and um, get through that anger. And I believe the Blue Lanterns are the ones, it's either them or the Indigo tribe that are like big in the meditation. And like Victoria, that's something I try to do fairly recently too. Um, I've been very bad on it lately to be honest, which I need to get back on it. And it, even if it's 10 minutes, 10 minutes a day where I can get a negative, not have a single thought in my head, I call it a win. Mm-hmm. And that's, I wanted one of those tribes that embrace that. Cause I red lanterns, villains, sinister core villains. Uh, I didn't really, um, same with, uh, agent orange and Larfleas, uh, villains in the, uh, Sapphires, Scarlet Star, Sapphires. I couldn't think of the love um, there. But uh, while we're on the topic of Blue Lanterns, um, I mentioned earlier, uh, I also went with uh, Barry Allen, The Flash. Um, because Not only because of the Clifford DeVoe was a Flash villain, primarily Jay Garrick, but uh, Barry did help Jay defeat him in a Flash of Two Worlds, I believe, when I read that a long time, a few years ago. And um, I also picked Barry as a symbol of optimism and being carefree, which is a mindset that uh, I try to maintain. I try to be optimistic through the dark clouds, through the rain, those evil thoughts. And I look at uh, how both Ezra Miller and Grant Gustin play their flash so lighthearted, so carefree. And jokey at times, yeah, especially Ezra Miller's. And, um, they just seemed not, I don't know if content's the right word, but they, they do seem content with some of their powers at times. But they seem content with where they are in the world and what they what their purpose is. Even though they do still carry the weight of the world on their shoulders, they still try, like Superman, they try to see the good in other people. Um, there's a season four, I think Grant Gustin, his flash went a little overboard with it when he automatically did Ralph Dibney a villain. So that's like a probably a, a blind spot in his optimism that he had for people, but he still tries to see the good in people. He still kept Harrison Wells around even after it was revealed that he was Eobard Thawne in those early seasons. So he has that optimism that I try to use. And um, to steal one from Sean, I also went with uh, Shazam and Billy Batson both because 
uh, the aspect of them I have tried to incorporate with my demons is staying young at heart. That's very much what Shazam is. He's a 12-year-old kid in an adult body. And I think Zachary Levi played it perfectly. And you just have those moments. Like I can think of a moment the other day when I was just so angry at something. And then I turned to my buddy Mikey at work and said, Hey, uh, you ever watch Full House as a kid? Yeah. You know that, that girl that was Michelle's best friend? Yeah. You know who she is? No. That's Black Canary in uh, Birds of Prey. Really? <laughs> like So just having like something like that, that little piece of truth in my head from listening to our friend Lisa's podcast on Birds of Prey, I'm like, huh. It, being that young of heart and still being fascinated by shit like that helps tremendously. And um, so I, I can still be angry at something and then still find that way to break it. It's like, hey, what do you think about this? And like uh, anybody knows me and those, I, I love a good nerd chat. Like how often at tug practice, Victoria, if I started talking about Harry Potter with you and some other people, or I talk about Batman for over long, uh, and like that, I'm, I'm down to do that at any time. And it, it's very freeing for me now because this podcast is, is some of you know, some of you don't. This podcast is essentially therapy for me because Melissa, I told most of this, I dated a girl who told me my nerdiness was embarrassing. So when I moved back to my hometown, I told Melissa, I'm like, hey, you want to start a podcast? Just like a nerd chat podcast. I was hammered that night, too. <laughs> okay, you want to start a podcast? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, here we are two years later. And, um, the last hero, I have a kind of a small Justice League in this one. The last hero I picked was uh, Batman. Not only because he is my favorite hero, but after hearing you guys talk, I find with my concealed depression, I've pretty much feel the double persona that Bruce Wayne leads. So I am the dark brooding Batman underneath when I am depressed, anxiety, or pissed off. But when it's time to be Bruce Wayne... Everything duck duck on the pond. Everything's fine on the surface. Keep it all underneath. And I also picked uh, Batman for his ability of uh, discipline. Batman is a very disciplined uh, superhero. He has a plan for everything. So much like the thinker might have everything planned out, Batman has a plan for everything. He has a plan that Superman goes rogue. He has a plan if Joker goes left instead of right. He has everything planned out, and that's what I try to do, too, is to keep myself disciplined and say, hey, get a plan, beat this, you got this. Podcasting is very therapeutic. I could not agree more. And, you know, I I, I struggle with every, a lot of what you go through as well. I mean, I get stuck in my own head all the time. I constantly beat myself up in my own head, and... I think your team that you've assembled cracks on that really well. So hats off to you, bud. Good pull. Thank you. I really agree. Uh, I liked, I liked, uh, you get that, you know, the blue lantern, uh, over Superman and in the, the reason he had behind it. That was, uh, very, very solid choice. I thought, uh, you know, listening to your explanation, that was, that was a good choice. I thought the Batman that 
that really says a lot when you, because you are such a happy, smiley, just lovable guy that to know that you also feel that way and have that dark side. Like I think anyone who doesn't know you would never suspect that. So it's very much like two different lives matched, mixed into one. So hard way to be. There was I wanted to go with Superman originally for Hope too, but I tried. And I also thought of him as being like the lighthearted kid at heart too, because it reckons me back to was it a comic with Superman when he found out that Mom Pa Kent would wrap his gifts with lead lead wrapping paper so he couldn't peek at his gifts, and even at even as full blown Superman, he still believes that that was Santa that did that. <laughs> <laughs> And every time I think about that, that makes me smile. <laughs> like Clark Kent, growing Clark can't believe in Santa, but I still believe in Santa Claus too. So, <laughs> like uh, me and Melissa's favorite uh, Muppets, the Electric Mayhem, and their song "Can You Picture That" from the Muppet movie. There is a lyric that it goes: "There's nothing you can't do. Even Santa Claus believes in you." <laughs> There's that, there's that nerd brain again. <laughs> Drop of a hat. I got Muppet lyrics. Mr. IMDB strikes again. <laughs> yeah, Jared, I really, I really liked your choices. They're definitely, definitely fitting for you. And, you know, I've gotten to know you quite a lot through this podcast and just through our, you know, general conversations and stuff. And um, I think we've, we've both, you know, gotten a lot of benefit from doing this podcast, definitely. Um, you know, I think we, we both have come out of our collective shells because um, I think we were both sort of inside a shell and I think we needed to bust the hell out of it. And I think <laughs> we have. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we were definitely, you know, the people that we were when we first started this podcast is very different from the people that we are now. And, you know, you have grown a lot. And I see that. And, you know, and, and so have I. But a lot of it is you and I definitely see that. And that's really cool to see. And, yeah, solid choices across the board on, on your, your villain and your superhero. And um, really awesome. Thank you. And everybody's favorite co-host is here right now. <laughs> <laughs> She's mad because I wouldn't let her pick uh, Dexstar. <laughs> Points if you know who that is. And the answer is he's the cutest oh. comic book character of all time. Red Lantern Dexstar. Yes, sir. I had to think about that one for a second. I was like, wait a minute. He's making a... Yep, yep, that's the one. <laughs> I've been making notes of stuff that I totally didn't understand. It's a lot longer than my notes to prep. So there's some research and homework afterwards, too. Well, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, very few comic book panels make me cry. But when you see Dexter fall asleep on skulls, he falls asleep crying on the skulls of the people that killed his owner. And he says, I good kitty is the last oh. words. Oh. Oh. You, th you thought I cried in the Dumbo episode and I watched Dumbo. Take that times like a Four. thousand. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> trying to think. When was the last time I cried reading a comic? Last Ronin. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Last Ronin. That was the last time I cried reading a comic. Mm. That's a good one. I'm, that's the only arc I'm up on right now. I'm currently caught up with. I love the turtles. <laughs> Who doesn't? Commies and Nazis. Commies and Nazis don't like the Ninja Turtles. Nazis are bad. Okay. <laughs> Melissa, are you? You're being quiet. Are we outing you now? <laughs> what do you mean? What? <laughs> <laughs> I'm listening. I know. <laughs> I never followed the the Ninja Turtles um, comics, but I remember going to see the live action movie when it came out in the theater. And that was back when they did not have theater capacities. So this theater was so packed that I sat on the floor in the middle of the aisle and there were people just lined up down all the aisles and popcorn everywhere. And they didn't give two shits back then. It was great. <laughs> Victoria and I are from the same town, like Sean. So I know what theater she's talking about too. Yeah, yep. Sean, you're John, you're of the old theaters downtown. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Those, those theaters were small <laughs> and sticky. And sticky, yeah. Sticky, yeah. Try to didn't tear the building down with Victoria still stuck to the floor. <laughs> <laughs> I might have lost a shoe there, though. We don't know. <laughs> that's that's what I tripped over, and I went and saw Bambi in the theater. <laughs> last movie i saw that same kind of thing happen where people were sitting on this on like the floor of the movie theater the last time i saw that was the dark night that's the last time i've seen people like pack a theater that was the last movie i can distinctly remember where theaters were packed packed mm -hmm. and they're still <laughs> allowing it i would have thought it would have been further back than that guess not be any closing thoughts at least it's not a good <laughs> restore the Snyderverse <laughs> of course that goes without saying right <laughs> make a sequel with right. Harley Quinn <laughs> yes on that Cast that isn't, Eva that, Green as Poison Ivy. God damn you, Warner Brothers. No, Jessica Chastain. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> I love Eva Green, god damn it. And I love <laughs> Jessica Chastain. Oh, God. <laughs> okay, down, boy. I'm putting one of you in a corner and the other in a corner. <laughs> okay, okay, we, we got, okay, I'll throw the poll out to our listeners. Who would you rather see Margot Robbie make out with? Or <laughs> 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 Eva Green? Eva Green, Jessica Chastain. The choice is up to the listeners. <laughs> yeah, you could do like a little tug of, tug of war little scenario with uh, the amount, you know, of people agreeing to which side. There you go. <laughs> Joe's going to hate that because Joe hates fan casting, but <laughs> Joe's Joe. <laughs> <laughs> but he did have good fan casting for his Johnny Cage, too, so. I was genuinely surprised by how great his Johnny Cage casting was. I mean, I loved Mike's better. But oh, I did too, hundred percent. Mine was the worst. It's okay, you can say it. <laughs> well, I thought the Mel's were a good choice. 
But I only chose Steven. I didn't choose Robbie. Well, I'll look at Robbie and laugh because I love Robbie Amell in the Babysitter movies. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Phil. Okay, Phil. Speaking of Babysitter movies, how about we compromise and say Samara Weaving is Poison Ivy? No, Jessica Chastain. Take it or leave it. <laughs> we had our we had our chance we had our chance to see two hot blonde Australians make out on screen. <laughs> <laughs> Jessica Chastain. What part of that do you not understand? The part where it's not Eva Green, goddammit. You just said set up for Samira Weaving. Okay. I will, however, take Samira Weaving as Stephanie Brown. The third back goal. Here we go. And technically, fourth Robin. I like. Oh, and Emma Frost. She'd make a great Emma Frost. Yeah. Still want to see her make out with Margot Robbie. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I just ended the episode right there. <laughs> <laughs> no, pl- no plugs, just right there. <laughs> now Philip and Jared are fighting over who gets to make out with Margot Robbie. I'm surprised uh, neither of you are volunteering. So on the next episode. <laughs> <laughs> Although it would be challenging to do poison ivy, there'd be tights, a lot of green hair paint. Go Arkham. Just give her a shirt and panties. She's fine. Yeah. <laughs> She's good to go. No, I think I think Poison Ivy is definitely long overdue for a cinematic re-debut, reboot, uh-huh. whatever you want to call it. I don't know. I mean, you know, Matt Reeves is bringing both the Penguin, Riddler, and Catwoman in a new Batman movie. So why can't there be a Poison Ivy opposite Margot Robbie in the DC Extended Universe? That just, that's... You're, you're basically saying, fuck money at that point. Like, come on. <laughs> and Warner Brothers' bargaining tools go, can we at least give Uma Thurman a cameo? Look, I said earlier, <laughs> Warner Brothers makes decisions as if they are playing fucking whack-a-mole. <laughs> that is how I feel like they, they make creative decisions. They go, went, missed it, went, missed it, went, missed it. Oh, finally got it. Went, missed it, went, missed it, went, missed it. Oh, finally got it. It's like, I always imagine them, uh, like some some director, you know, like tell them that their their plan and it's like really epic, and they're like, we like it, or we won't do that and we'll do something else. <laughs> and that's how I imagine Warner Brothers making decisions. <laughs> that's so great. I like that. Or we could do this. <laughs> Hey, we're going to hire you so you can make movies based on things that we own. Hey, you can't use that. Hey, you can't do this. Hey, you can't use that. You guys own the entire fucking library. Why are you making it so much harder on these people to create what they want to create? <laughs> because we like to play whack-a-mole. We'll put one good decision in there, and then the rest are shit. So, <laughs> whack the right one. <laughs> you want to use... You want to use a Green Lantern, but does this ring have to be green? 
wait, you want to bring Jared Little back and do what? What? <laughs> Why? Why can't you just release it unfinished like we want? Because everything you want is ass. Thank you. Goodbye. <laughs> I'll see myself out. I've, I've, I'm clearly too, too <laughs> sure to have this conversation. <laughs> This is why they don't pay the big bucks. Well, we let these two nerdy podcasters and they kept fighting about who Margot Robbie's going to make out with in the movie. (laughs) (laughs) We thought they were friends. (laughs) All I'm saying is, is Jessica Chastain would make a fantastic Poison Ivy in the DC Extended Universe. All I'm going to say, and and one person is going to like it. Not influenced by anybody, <laughs> but I'm Eva Green myself. <laughs> I thought you were gonna go. I thought you were gonna say Mila Jovovich to get guys vote. I mean, I can't see her as Poison Ivy. I casted her as Zatanna. I would actually see her, maybe as Talia. I believe what guy casted her as Catwoman, Melissa? Maybe? I can't remember. I just said Zatanna because I wanted to see her in fishnets. <laughs> if you wanted her in fishnets, you should have just said Black Canary. That too. <laughs> well, before we all start uh, drooling down our t-shirts, I think we Oh, sorry. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's been a lot of fun. Um, this has been a really fun, hilarious conversation, and I really love um, everybody's uh, picks for superheroes and what they, you know, especially um, how we, you know, we all dove deeper into what they mean to us and. Um, I thought it was really, really great to hear everybody and the variety of superheroes and characters that we all picked. Um, we may have had some overlaps, but I think it was still different because we all had a different explanation as to why we picked each character. And um, it was really, really awesome. So thank you again, everybody, for, for coming on. It was really, really awesome. All right, yeah. Melissa, let's bring it home real quick. Uh, first of all, thank you, everybody, for coming on. And the door is always open for all three of you to come back whenever you want. But, uh, Philip, where can our listeners keep up with you? Well, Jared, thank you. And, Melissa, thank you again for having me on. If you all want to follow moi, this idiot, on Twitter, Instagram, or Vero, it's just at Unfiltered. And you can also follow my show on SoundCloud, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, pretty much anywhere you find your podcatch- podcasts and a podcatcher. Just find uh, superhero stress. Awesome! I, I highly recommend that show. Uh, it's such fun if you, because they he tackles the superhero stuff a lot better than me and Melissa do by far. And I'm always texting Philip after listening up. So, oh, great episode, dude! Great episode, man! Love it. You gonna make me cry? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Like. I like. I really just do love superheroes. I mean, yeah, I'm a huge Batman fan, but I do love like Spider Man and Wolverine, Hulk, Superman, Aquaman. Like, all, I I love it all. I do truly. So when I started my podcast, it was really where it was, where it started, and where I am now are very reflective of not necessarily who I am as a person, but just like as that show has 
what it was and what it is now like when it started there was almost nothing it was just me and tim and a couple other people that i had met over the internet and just shooting the shit and then eventually started getting more intricate and doing the intro and like all it's just been a lot of fun just doing my show and like not even doing my show but just doing my show my way because there's a lot of um there's a bit of a dark origin with how i got started in the podcasting and it's just kind of blossomed into something greater out of it so thank you again i i I appreciate those words of course and you've we've brought you into you consider we consider you part of our huge podcasting family and we also welcome Victoria and Sean into that family as well. Thank you. Thank you. Would love to come back. It was lots of fun. Yeah, definitely. And if it wasn't for you three, we wouldn't have this episode. Nice. Oh, look at you. You formed a Justice League. Hashtag restore the Nerd United Nations verse. <laughs> so... We are going to will Victoria's podcast into existence. Working on it. Working. On it. There are wheels in motion. There are. I think, especially because I want to do it with my my little girl. I think it would just be awesome bonding time for us to research and nerd out together. We kind of already do, but it'll it'll give it some structure. That we'll go with that. And uh, I think I have talked to my other YouTube channel host, uh, my friend Mikey. I think we do want to have you and Gabby on for uh, when we do the Never Ending Story episode. We we would love it. And I'm interested to hear, since you're not a fan, <laughs> how much hate and shade you're going to throw out. But I do have to say, <laughs> that was all more, as a kid, I, I interpreted it as, I don't know, a feel good from when you were younger. When I rewatched it now, I'm like, oh my God, everything is overdone. But, you know. <laughs> I still liked it. I still I told, want my own luck dragon. Always. I want my own. I told Mike I'm going to sit there like the cinema snob with the arms crossed and the look on my face. Stop overacting, movie. Falcor's awesome. I don't know what your problem is. <laughs> I grew up, apparently. I think I talked <laughs> about it in that episode. I'm like, I, I have like all the things I loved as a kid. I, Never ending story was like like one thing that did not translate over as an adult. I don't get it. I don't get it at you all. You know what still doesn't translate well to me as an adult? That it didn't translate well for me as a kid. And I'm probably gonna get a lot of shit for this one, but I'm really over it now. Uh oh. <laughs> Goonies. I, I can't stand the Goonies. I think it's <gasps> Oh no. Oh no. <laughs> You're like the first person I've ever heard who's not a fan of the Goonies. Wow, all there's the gotta be one. I was just oh, judging by the nodding I see on camera, I think there's two. Yeah, right. I'm gonna <laughs> 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 I was gonna say, when I was a kid, I, I didn't really like the Goonies, but uh, as an adult, I actually enjoy it better now. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't, I can't watch that movie. It, it was one of those movies where my sister would force me to watch all the time. <laughs> that's exactly why I can't, because every time me and my brother went to my grandmother's house, that's the only thing he wanted to watch, and I got so sick and fucking tired of that movie. <laughs> like, it's no offense to anyone involved. Just, I really don't care. <laughs> Thank my brother for that one, everyone. Sorry. <laughs> Send him all the hate tweets. <laughs> 
Uh, to our listeners, um, if you want to uh, follow us on as a podcast on social media, you can find us on uh, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at United Nations Podcast. And you can also find us, if you want to listen to us, um, you can give us a follow on and a listen to on iHeartRadio, on our home at Podbean, uh, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts. And as for myself, you can... Find me on just Instagram at MissMelissaN25, or I also have a art page where I post a lot of my drawings and things that I do, and it's called Scribbles of a Wannabe Drawer. And now finally, Jared, where can people find you? Thank you, Melissa. Our listeners can keep up with me at Twitter and Instagram at QCA underscore Mr. J, where, well, mostly it's mostly pictures of my cats because that's what the <laughs> internet is for, isn't it? <laughs> There is. And uh, I am working on a YouTube channel called Two Aging Bearded Nerds, where me and my friend Mikey take a look back at all those films when studios did not give a shit about scaring your kids or, in the Everything Stories case, depressing you with a horse dying in a pit. <laughs> that was a good way to bring the episode down. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for coming on. We'll have to do this again sometime. We'll, we'll, we'll all bring you on individually, too, so you can have your own moment to shine, too. Melissa, smile. <laughs> She's still mad about what I said about the Goonies. <laughs> I enjoy the film. I do. I'm not crazy about it, as a lot of people are, um, but it's, it's enjoyable. Um, I think I've seen it twice, um, but... Yeah, I mean it's an enjoyable film. I don't hate it. I don't hate it as much as I as I hate other movies, which shall remain <laughs> nameless. <laughs> I'm actually curious. What movies do you hate, Melissa? <laughs> oh, you really opened up the Pandora's box, didn't you? <laughs> well, I'll 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 name one, but I know it it. Um, name the one I don't know. What? Name the one I don't know. <laughs> well, the, the first one that I really don't like that comes to mind is the movie Jaws. Serenity Ooh. now. <laughs> Serenity now. I, I, I saw the film for the first time in 2019, and I was really bored by it. I understood the film. <laughs> it wasn't about the shark attacks and the whatever. Like, it wasn't, you know, I got that part, but, yeah, it really didn't do anything for me. I I really don't like the film. Um, I've seen it once, and that's good enough for me, and I will not see it again. And it can stay me. Like... <laughs> Guess what? You're not alone! In with the bad, out. <laughs> In with the good, out with the bad. I like okay. Jaws. Outside of that, I, I'm kind of with Melissa. It doesn't really do much for me. I like it fine, but I don't think it's greatest shit ever made. 
I think I saw it once like 20 years ago and all I remember is like the shark bite in the boat and that's about it. <laughs> oh, that's not even the shark. I, I, <laughs> I haven't had to rewatch it. And I'm honestly, I mostly remember that from going on the ride at, at Universal and having my arm ears fried off by the fire. Oh, shit. Yeah. I literally lost all my arm hairs and had like minor burns because I was right where I bit the, sh bit the boat. Oh, my goodness. The media cinema stopped. That's from Jaws 2. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Stop referencing sequels, ride. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm done punching holes in my wall now after what I just heard. <laughs> you must have did those quick and with your mic muted. Shit, man. You are the flash. <laughs> see this this is prime time patreon content right here jared <laughs> melissa just, just letting you guys know <laughs> i'm dumb veto and i'm calm <laughs> serenity now serenity now <laughs> All right, guys, so as we bring this uh, Mental Health Awareness Month to a close, uh, uh, don't forget that we still have, until the end of the month, we still have our fundraiser for the AFSA. AFSA see, I'm blinded with rage. <laughs> <laughs> I've turned into atrocitus right now. <laughs> um. Don't forget, guys, throughout the month of May, we have our fundraiser for the AFSP going. So don't forget to share and donate to that, please. We appreciate every donation and share we get to help go to a cause where people get the help they need. Because we all know we're no, some of us are no strangers to um, needing that. And um, the world still uh, – be sure to uh, tune in next time for – big two-year anniversary episode where we are finally going to talk about comics for the first time since we had Philip on back on Christmas. Uh, it's been long overdue. We are going to talk about one of our favorite titles that's not from the big two. We're going to talk about Lady Killer since it just got picked up for Netflix. Because that's a story arc most and I both really enjoy. We want to do something good for uh, our second anniversary episode. So stay tuned sometime next month for that. And guys, the world's still scary out there. And uh, the best form of mental health is being good to yourself and being good to other people. So always be excellent to each other. And nerd on, dudes. And make Eva Green poison ivy. Good night, everybody. Jaws is terrible. Thoughts and opinions expressed by your ambassadors and their guests are theirs and theirs alone. And do not represent the companies they happen to work for. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening, guys. <laughs>